0: Hey Basic Browners, this is Joy Valerie. And one of the questions that people are always asking me is how do I start a podcast? Well, I've been podcasting for almost three years now. And let me tell you, back when I started, there weren't
1: many tools that made it simple to just start. And lucky for you, now there's anchor.fm, and you could get started right away with tools built in, audio features. And also making it really simple for you to monetize on day one. They will distribute your podcast on apps like Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. So just go to anchor.fm or download the app to get started. And make sure that you share
0: it with us.
2: Hi, I'm Joy. And I am Grecia. And we are Basic Basic Brown Nerds. Hi guys, welcome back to Basic Brown Nerds. This week we have our listener episode. And we're really excited to like answer some of your questions. We're gonna start, we really want to talk about this. We want to talk about Anthony Bourdain for just a few minutes before. Because at Basic Brown Nerds, we're like huge fan of his. And Joy, I mean, you, your thing is travel. And one of his many things was travel, and it sucks.
0: Like, we, Friday, we were both very, very sad. Yeah, like for me, Anthony Bourdain was just someone that I thought I knew, and I think a lot of us kind of felt that. And we wanted to be him. Yeah, like he was going to adopt me one day. Um, (laughs) I was gonna marry him, Joy was gonna get adopted by us. Yeah, essentially. And you know, he was gonna take me under his wing. I had this whole fantasy that one day we would just bump into each other just super casually on one of my travels and talk about Malaysian food. And I'll be like, oh my god, I just happened to be there two days after you and you met my friend. Like I was two degrees away from separation. So I was like, oh man, it's gonna happen. And like, I think anyone that knew me knew, like, how much I wanted to be him, how much he, like, inspired me to take my first trip, and I think, like, we even bonded over him. Well, we, I feel like we both were people that
2: received text messages about him because people knew that we loved him, and I think for me, um, I also love travel, but, like, I've been, you know, I'm undocumented, I've been here since I was 10 years old, and I think for me, he, he, like, let me love travel through him. Like, I was able to visit places through him, places that are on my list of places that I want to, day want to see. But, like, in the meantime, like, that was kind of how I traveled. You know what I mean? And then I also kind of had my own fantasy in which... I mean, you were going to marry him. Well, I'm going to marry him. <laughs> but uh, my fantasy was that when I moved back to Mexico, he would visit me and we would talk about, like, immigration and, like, all this stuff and, like because you know he he wasn't just traveling like he it, he was and that's kind of weird. Like yeah, he, I keep saying it's he he was a world-class journalist. Like yeah, he used exactly. food and travel to you know for himself to learn about other people but also to teach us about other people and I think for all of us people of color like a lot of us were really touched like I saw it on Instagram. Um And I think part of it was, you know, as immigrants in the U.S., like, he went to our home countries and, like, he really, he brought a piece of our home to us on the TV, but I think also he showcased our homes in such, like, a beautiful and nuanced way for other people to see it. You know, Mm -hmm. like, people, like, I remember, like, he has that one episode where he goes to Colombia and they talk about... You know, how you know, a lot of people, when they think Colombia, they also just think narcotics and drugs. And, you know, he just like really shows the nuance of every country that he goes yeah. to. And he also talks about like, while we're here, like, yeah, the U.S. fucked this up. <laughs> like, yes,
0: I think that's the right thing. He always made sure that he wasn't telling just his own perspective you know, like, he wasn't imposing his views, and I think that's, like, why, how he influenced me a lot, to just kind of be more open to people, but also, like, listen to what they have to say, which is, I mean, I interrupt people a lot, but.
2: And the other (laughs) thing that,
0: the other thing that we were, I
2: mean, so, you know, we like to talk a lot about mental health. Mm -hmm. He died by suicide, which, you know, I really wasn't expecting, and I think, You know, I I heard it on the radio that a celebrity had passed away and they were like, we'll come back with details. And I was like, F this. I'm going to look it up on Facebook. Facebook will tell me who died. And then I saw his face. And I think for me, I actually didn't automatically assume he had committed suicide. I was like, plane crash, freak accident. Like, you know, he's been like on a bike before where he's flipped and like on her and stuff like that. And then when I saw suicide, I don't know, like, He's talked about it, right? You were talking in one of his episodes, he was talking about therapy. Yeah, so I think, like, to me, I had
0: like, the opposite effect, kind of, mm-hmm. like, when you it was, assume. like, suicide, I was just, like, yeah, like, mm. I don't know, and I think it's that someone who, like, struggles with depression a lot, like... It just made sense. Like, to me, I was like, I get it. Yeah, and he struggled with substance abuse earlier in his life. I think that's, like, what I appreciated about him so much, is that he was pretty, like, he was a real person, you know? Like, he was pretty blunt, like you know, he was, like, that lovable asshole, like, and yes. we're, from, we're New Yorkers, right, so, like, I get that humor, yes. and, like, I don't think I'm a nice person at all, and, like, you know, he just has that sense of humor that he, like, says it how it is, but, like, you know, you still respect him, and he also, like, he cares, and he cared about everything, but um, I think that's why, like, whenever he did mention, like, any of his own personal issues, he did it in that very, like, New Yorker humorous type of way. Yeah, like, every New Yorker has a therapist.
2: Every New Yorker... Yeah, I you know, just you play and... it
0: off as, like, a joke. Because yeah. that's how, like, you know, we just have that very, like... I don't know how he said like that sense of humor. That's just very it's like a dark sense of humor. I, I guess maybe you know it's just. Oh, we're like, very sarcastic. Yeah, you know we're just kind of like ah oh, yeah, fucking sucks. You know whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just kind of like how we are. So I wasn't really surprised, but I like the instantly thought like that episode he had when he was in Argentina and he was talking about how like you know everyone's a psychologist in Argentina and like they talk about like mental health a lot and everything. And he was like, okay, fine, I'll try this. Like, let me go to a therapist. And he just like was talking and you know he does the voice overlay Mm -hmm. and he was like that's pretty good like that was pretty cathartic like I've never tried this before and he was like oh like almost in his 50s at that point right Mm -hmm. or I don't even know when that episode was but i just thought it was really interesting cuz i i mean i've been going through therapy for like 3 years now and <laughs> like, half our issues are not even solved yet i know <laughs> no, like i'm just getting to my shit like i'm like oh okay let's see how would be a person kind of getting through all my trauma and now i'm like how do i become an adult yes. like um but yeah so i can't even like imagine going through all, and he's talked about it, like, in his books. I haven't really read any of his books. Mm -hmm. I just, like, watched, like, every episode he ever made. Yeah, no, I mean, I've read things he's
2: written that he has that one piece. He has that one piece that he posted to his Tumblr under the volcano where he talks about, he basically talks about um, cultural appropriation, like, people love our culture. Like, he was talking about Mexicans in specific, like, you know, the U.S. loves our drugs, our labor, and our food, but they don't love Mexicans and and they even love our country that they love going to Mexico oh for vacation it was just there. but they just so don't many love Mexicans and i kind of just i mean i we definitely and the like right now we're just like talking very briefly about him because it just happened right. because we're still i feel like i'm still processing every time i still see his face on someone's post like there's like a part of me that's like Come i was on. crying
0: like, all the friday um, yeah. I checked out for the
2: weekend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think all weekend I keep thinking I mean, I I keep thinking about him just like at random moments and every time like I just get really emotional. But we wanna you know, we've talked about mental health, but we have not talked about suicide. And I think we do wanna have um an episode coming up about that and like we wanna try to have like a professional on with us. Like mm-hmm. we don't wanna just tackle the subject alone because you know, obviously it's a very touchy subject, it's a very heavy subject, but uh, we do definitely want to talk about it because, you know, within the community, uh, like we were talking about suicide rates going up in Puerto Rico, we were talking right. about suicide rates. I mean, especially right now, this is Pride Month, like, Happy Pride Month also, Woo! sorry. <laughs> um Right now, you know, like, within the LGBTQI plus community, like, um, just, like, people of color, like, it has, it's been going on for a long time, and so we do want to so talk about right it. So much right now in the
0: media is, like, very triggering.
2: Well, and they, they are talking about suicide, but they always talk about it in very general terms, like, they never break it down by race or by, um, uh, mm-hmm. sexual orientation or, like, gender or, uh, identity, like, they don't break it down by any of that, and I think right now, especially in the age of Trump, like, so many of us are triggered by a lot of different things happening and so um we definitely want to talk about that but we just we wanted to mention anthony bourdain before we started and yeah. you know we'll dedicate this episode to him
0: we wish he had heard us but you know maybe thank now. you anthony for inspiring us in a way being a part of this episode even yes. or not even this whole thing Basi- um, yeah definitely like, and um and i know I it was because of him
2: like <laughs> yeah we uh, i know so many of us like I, I think were touched by him and we saw the people that were like follow through the our basic brown accounts a lot of you were posting about it so we definitely wanted to mention it but now we're gonna do a segue to your questions um This is like really exciting. This is fun for us. Yeah. Um my little Vino here. Yeah, we both have wine. (laughs) Well, really, let's not play. We have Costco Sangria.
0: Okay. Yeah, we're not that bougie yet. (laughs) (laughs) And Uh, this is something yet. No,
2: no, no. We are we're bougie on a budget. I like that. (laughs) That's how we are. But um so let's start. We're gonna start with Hey Christina's question. Hey girl. And her question is how did y'all handle your first Breakup.
0: Joy, you wanna g- tackle this one first? Okay. Um, alright. Hold up, let me take a sip. It's gonna be a deep sip. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but like, okay, what when was your first relationship? Was like your first serious relationship your first relationship? So it was? Okay. And it was like my only relationship? Okay. Wait, no, I think I say this one before, but you know, that was like puppy love. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. like a couple days. So, like, my first real relationship has actually been, like, my only real relationship. And you guys
2: dated for how long?
0: Like, I want to say almost four years. Well, I don't even remember. That's how bad it is. Um, Because it was, like, five or six years ago. But maybe that's good that you don't remember. Yeah, I mean, I'm, like, not hurt by it anymore. (laughs) I'm just kind of like, it happened. It was a thing. But you were in college when you broke up. Yeah, so we were in college. We met in high school when I was 16. And then you guys went to the same college. And we went to college together. And I did not want to do that because everyone's like, oh my God, yes, you guys are not going to have a life, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you're right. I don't want to follow a man to college because this is like, you know, before feminism. But I was like, you know, that little inner feminist in me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so I was like, yeah, I don't want to. But, but before I, your
2: feminism. Right, right, right. Not so, before you know, feminism in general. Yeah,
0: before I like. It's been around. Like, for yeah, time. I guess, I guess. <laughs> so, um, but it was before, like, I kind of was. Introduced to it formally, you know, so it's kind of just in me. Like, I also didn't want to king say it but anyway, <laughs> the um, so I ended up going to the same college because I got a really sweet scholarship, like 80% paid for. So, we went to college together, and then I became obsessed. Like it was just like my center of my life, like, obsessed with him, you mean, yeah, like you know, it was just kind of like, I think that's because I've always seen like my mom be a certain way, and like all the women in my family, but um yeah, so anyways, so I broke up with him because I just wasn't feeling it. I think I was just kind of like going through like what was expected of me, mm-hmm. and I think we were even talking about this. you kind of just mold to whoever you're dating, so that was like me for like. Four ish years. Mm -hmm. So we broke up, and I don't even remember how I do it. How did I do it? But I loved his family so much. It's really bad. Like, I stayed friends with his mom and to the point that like i would just go hang out at their house because i was always there <laughs> and she was like like after a while she was like this is kind of weird like we we need to like break up break up oh um, my god because i think he said something because he was like no it's cool you can hang out with my mom um but really like i i loved hanging out with his mom so much um so yeah and that was that, that was mean. the breakup that really hurt his uh, mom his mom like i was just like oh my god but how but, did you um, deal with it Um, I, oh yeah, how did I deal with it? Alcohol. Um, so do not do what I do. Just do, like, do, do it the right way. Do it the right way. So I just, um, that kind of unleashed an era of hoe. Um, so that's kind of how I dealt with it. I was in college. I was in my senior year of college, and I hadn't hoed around. I was a very good girl. I did everything the right way. And for like, a long time. For a long time. I planned to marry this guy. Like, that was the point. Like, mm-hmm. we were like, oh, we're going to be dating, we graduate college, and we're going to get married. So, I kind of just, like, unleashed the hoe out into the world. And just, like, you know, I was in a sorority, so I had my party sorority sisters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I kind of just would, like, hoe around every weekend and black out. So, um, it was not healthy. So... <laughs> I don't know. It's, like, the opposite. Like,
2: <laughs> so I basically, like, my breakups in high school, Um, I basically just read a lot of Eat, Pray, Love. Wow. I read Eat, Pray, Love. And then I was, like, I need to find myself. Like, I think for me, it's sort of the same every time. Like, whenever I'm single, like, I don't really look for other people to date. I'm more, like, mm-hmm. let me just do me and be who I, mean, I want to be I'm and do what that. I want to do. But I was, like, I grew up watching Oprah, and so, like, I was... Uh, I remember eating "You Pray, Love, and, like, it really got me through my breakup in high school, and then, like, I, I would say, like, my real hard breakup to get over was, you know, have a daughter. It was, like, me and her dad broke up. Me and him, we met when we were 10, we started dating on and off when we were 15, and then we were together for three years, Um, and then, like, those last two years was, were with Eliana, and so it was, like, really hard. We were engaged, yeah. we lived together, we had a child, and then we, we broke up. We had a together. yeah. And so, I actually kind of followed the same, so, like, I allowed myself to just, I moved out, I moved back home with my parents. I had a job I hated, I quit my job, and for one month, I, like, slept on my parents' couch and ate a lot of Doritos, and I also, <laughs> and, but I only ate Doritos, so I lost, like, 20 pounds,
0: I and also got
2: skinny, but it was from blacking out
0: a lot during growing up
2: oh yeah (laughs) and then I was like okay you get one month to do this and then you have to like start living your life again and then I started like
0: walking again
2: and I like like um watched a lot of TED talks and that's how I find out about like a bunch of different people and then I started learning about different things and then like so that's how I dealt with it like I started walking and running and hiking and like TED talks that is healthy I know and then I just like I hadn't finished college at the time because you know when my daughter was born right before I graduated college and it took me like two years to finish that last 10% of my senior year and thankfully my advisors like worked with me so that I could only do that last 10%. So then after we broke up like I finished it I graduated and I got a job. And, like, I got a job at the company where I am now, and, like, four years later, I'm an editor, like, hey. So, I'm really just, like, when I break up with people, I'm just, like, I am gonna make me into the best version of me and you're gonna you know, miss me <laughs> damn it's like and it's not even like revenge body it's like just like revenge person revenge like, life i'm a whole new person <laughs>
0: whole but yeah so
2: that's that's kind of how i deal with breakups. so like next breakup we'll see like i don't know i already did ted talks eat pray love we'll see what's next oh my like god
0: i like did the most basic shit i was also 20 oh my god i need to get out there um, <laughs> Wait, so, i also got a tattoo
2: oh i well, i had,
0: <laughs> I had tattoos before my breakup, actually. No, I went wild. I went the most basic-ass, stereotypical wild. But Um, sometimes you gotta do
2: that. You know, I let it it out, and
0: now I'm calm. Like, now I'm just like, do I want to sleep? Do I want to go get laid? Do I want to watch Netflix? I pick Netflix. (laughs) Me too. All right, we're going to move on to the next question.
2: And it's from Humane Soul. And the question is, what advice do you have for those of us who are at a crossroads in life trying to figure out their creative passions and how to hone in on them. So me and Joy actually both read um what's that book by Elizabeth Gilbert? We love Elizabeth Big Magic. And she also has a podcast. And I think we both read it around like before I started my poetry blog and you started your travel. Like no, part I read tech. this like two months ago. Oh. I thought <laughs> you read this a while ago. Never mind then. But I read that and it made me wanna like I did creative writing in college. And then I never did it again. And then, like, I read her book. And I was like, you know what? Like, I do need to do something. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I'm going to start writing again. And I started a blog um, not thinking, like, people were going to read it. But thinking, like, okay, if I have, like, a blog, then I'll have to make sure I'm posting stuff to it, which makes me want to write. And so that's kind of – and I think, actually, right now I'm at a big crossroads in my life. And I'm trying to figure out what to do. Like, I have DACA. And we don't know how long that's going to be around for. Like, I after it runs out, I don't know what I'm going to do. It runs out next year. And so, you know, I was dealing with a lot of stuff the past few years. And right now, like, coming out of my depression. I'm feeling good. I'm in a good New, with this. New Like, people are, like, who are, like, people that met me. And by people, she meets me. No, you. <laughs> but also, like, some of my coworkers that, like, met me um, sort of, like, when I was very depressed, and like they see me now when I am like very, like happy and have like a better mood, like they, they are also like, who are you? Like, what are you doing? And so I, um, I decided that I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know where I'm going to go. I'm not sure like what I want to do. Like, I I was going to start a master's, but then the DACA thing happened and I was like, I'm not going to start it if I don't even know if I'll be able to finish it because you know, I'm like, what if I put all this money in paying for all these classes, I have no money saved, and then I have no DACA, and then I don't I don't have money to do anything. So right now, basically, I said I'm going to live my life. Um, I was also afraid of dating because I was like, what if I have to leave? Like, what if I'm dating somebody? That's going to make it harder. I basically decided I'm going to live my life. If I meet somebody, i meet somebody. If I don't, like, who knows? Maybe I won't even meet anybody over the next year. And I'm just, like, going with it. Like, yeah, I'm just, like, girl. open to the possibility of life. And, like, stuff are coming to me. Like, right now, I am going to be starting, like, a writing residency at a gallery. Yeah. That's in yeah. Washington. 95 and a half Maine. We've been, like. Shout out to Katie. Yes. um, And I don't, I have, like, you know, like, stuff, like, fun stuff are happening with the podcast. Like. I don't know. I'm just like open to it and seeing what happens. Like, I think don't try to figure it out all at once. Just like kind of try to have fun with life. That's sort of my advice. Do you have any advice for you?
1: You're listening to Basic Brown Nerds and we'll be right back.
0: Hey, Basic Brown Nerds. This is Joy Valerie and I have some really exciting news for you we have launched our merch shop. So you can go to com slash shop and rep the Basic Brown Nerd movement. And this is one of the ways that we can keep making high quality content and bring you season three. Yup, we are bringing season three in twenty twenty and know that when you go to our shop, you're not just supporting us. You are not just supporting the production of this. 100% of the profits goes back into Basic Brown
1: Nerds so that we can bring you more episodes, but also because I want to make all of the ideas that I have a reality events and keep bringing you
0: awesome content that every time you listen or see Basic Brown Nerds, you know that these are people just like you, that in this time where people are talking so much crap about us, that you know that our community is strong, powerful, resilient, that we make things out of nothing. And to be honest, that's how we started Basic Brown Nerds almost three years ago. We started in front of a computer and just trying to figure it out. So if you've been listening since then, thank you so much. And when you shop from Basic Browners, you're not just supporting this. You are supporting local business, local Guatemalan-owned business right here in New York. So thank you. And feel free to reach out to us on social media at Basic Browners. And also to me, at Joy Valerie with two E's on Instagram and Twitter. I am low-key addicted to social media. That's literally my career. (laughs) I work in media. So I'm really excited to get to know you all, but also feel free to send me any opportunities, any ways to collaborate to keep making this bigger and keep Basic Brown Nerds going. So see you next decade in 2020.
1: Hey, are you a New York City basic brown nerd? Are you also an entrepreneur? Do you want to be surrounded with people just like you over brunch on June 1st? Yes? Well, I'll be on a panel for the executive brunch hosted by the People CPA with the goal to envision and execute, surrounded by amazing young executives who are crushing the game. We'll be networking, enjoying gourmet meals, and an open bar. Yeah, you heard me, open bar with gifts, giveaways, and an amazing time. So get your ticket and join me because I'll be dropping some gems alongside these panelists. Check the link in this episode description or go to bit.ly slash BBNBRUNCHNYC, all caps. See you there on June 1st.
0: Um, So I did like that book, and I think that was more of like recentering. Like I have the opposite problem. I kind of just start everything. So I, what's that phrase? I don't know. All these like white people phrases. <laughs> but like the throwing the noodles at the wall and seeing what sticks. Okay. I've never heard that okay, before. Yeah. So probably. anyway, so that's kind of like my approach. Um, but I think it's also kind of seeing like, you know, what is it that you want to do and not putting so much pressure onto it? Like, why is it that you want to do things? Um, and even I kind of will reassess every now and then, like even with my blog, like my travel blog. Kind of just reassessing, like, okay, what is it that I, where do I want to take this? Do I still want to keep doing it this way? Um, And, like, kind of centering back as to, like, what is it that's going to get you to the next step? So, for me, I needed, like, an outlet, right? Like, mm-hmm. kind of when we both started our creative projects, it was, like, around winter, we were super depressed. You know, we just, like, found de- other depressed people, I guess. Well, um-
2: <laughs> I just want to say, like, maybe also just found... Find other creative people that you want to work with. Yes. Yeah, that's true. They don't have to be depressed. They just have to be creative. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You know, like, you probably should all go get help and not find, like, the depressed people club. Um, (laughs) I mean, it helps, but (laughs) to a point. But I think for me, it was very much, like, having that type of accountability and, like, making it public. I was always like an avid blog reader as a child not a child whatever younger young kid as like a nerd on the internet um and I always like had a little blog but I never kept up with it and I didn't make it public and I actually work in like advertising and like the internet industry so I think for me seeing like all of these like basic as white guys have all these things and be able to grow things I was just like our basic as white girls sorry but yeah I mean seriously. Yes. I mean travel blogging yeah um <laughs> but yeah and I felt like okay I don't see anything like I can add to that and be that voice for myself that i had always wanted um so for me it was kind of just like something that I had always wanted to do and I was like you know what let me just do it yeah. um because I was like when are you ever gonna start these things like kind of with the podcast we were like let's just do it like we kept delaying it and thinking of like oh no things have to be perfect and I think that's one of the things working in startup too yeah just do it yeah like nothing's ever going to be perfect like most of the time you're always and I think that's the other thing like other people will critique you and be like well why don't you have it this way and it's like homie did you try to do this no (laughs) so yeah go out there and just try it just do it if it fails, cool. You learn At from least that you and tried. you keep building. Like that's my approach on startup, on creative projects, on everything. Just try and reassess. Um, Alright. But yeah, so just do it. And if you start something, let us know.
2: And good luck. Uh we're gonna move to the next question, and it's uh that's so Fanny. I think it's the name. And so she... Fanny.
0: Oh my god, is that what it is? I don't know, or maybe her name is Funny. Yeah, I don't know. But I think it's, like, that's so funny. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Let us know what it
2: is. (laughs) But also her question is about uh, being undocumented and dating and, like, when do you tell the person that you're undocumented, right? So um, I'm going to take this one. Yeah, I don't And I guess I want to say, like, I think when I was, I think pre-DACA, I was much more afraid of telling people in general that I was undocumented um, I think post DACA, like, I think whether you have DACA or whether you're, you don't and you're not, and you don't have any type of, you know, work permit of anything, I think just like post DACA, more people are aware of the situation. And I think it's, so I think, uh, I think that it helps, uh, as far as like, you know, so I don't think like anyone should be ashamed of telling anyone, I think if you're dating someone and for some reason, like, you're afraid to tell them that maybe they're not the right person for you to be dating. I mean, I don't date. Like, I just hate meeting new people. So I can see how it can be scary to, like, sort of say that. And I... I, As far as, like, being undocumented, for me, doesn't feel weird anymore to mention it to people. I think sometimes when it comes to online dating, what I find hard is telling people have a kid. Mm -hmm. So for me... I think in general, I'm the kind of person that I like to put those kinds of things about myself out from the very beginning. So that, like, out. yeah, because then if you're not okay with it in some way, then, like, I don't need to get to know you anymore. Like, mm-hmm. that's all I need to know. If, like, if you're not okay with me having a kid, then bye. If you're not okay with the fact that I'm documented, No those texts take, like, five minutes of your yeah. life, you know. That's
0: five minutes you go back. I
2: mean, like, if you're talking about school, if you're talking about work, like, I don't know your specific particular situation, but, like, it might just somehow come up um and I just like I don't know I think just you know take it as it comes well I mean my ex was undocumented we were both Mm -hmm. undocumented and I think because of that we both like understood that situation um I mean we I don't I don't have a path to citizenship at all like even if I were to get married with someone I have no path to citizenship so I think Right now, because I am, like, I am thinking of leaving the U.S. within the next few years. Because I don't know what's going to happen with DACA. Um, I, like, it's a thing that I would mention maybe once I know that we're getting a bit more serious. Only because I want to say, like, I think I may be leaving in the next few years because of this Mm -hmm. reason. And that's not a thing that they would care about until I'm a bit more serious. Right. You know? But I think other than that, just, like, if it comes up, like...
0: Just I feel read. like also if you're dating other Latinos, like like growing up, like I always know undocumented people. Like I feel like it's just so. Normalized. It depends where you are. That's the true. Pa- then there's, there's those bougie ass ones that's like, oh, I didn't need to do it the wrong way?" It's like, "Bitch, your mom." Yeah, just no, like there's
2: there's people that. out here? There's Latinos <laughs> that have been here for a very long time, and like they don't have any undocumented people in the family, mm, and they they sure. do judge other people. So I would just say like to read your audience and if there's something yeah, off yeah. about him then like
0: I said He's you do not need to be worth him. your time or she they yeah. whatever yes, are not yes, worth yes, your yes. time
2: um sorry I just like only date men and for some reason I only assume
0: no, these are fine. men but We're yes We're this happens
2: yeah. no matter who you're dating you can, yeah, that can be the, the case like even you know if within the white queer community, there are people that are racist, and, misogynistic oh, yeah. and people that may be against Trump, but they may be like, oh yeah, but do keep the illegals out of here. I'm gonna fuck those people. Anyway, <laughs> next question is from my coworker. Hey. From B. Um, and the question is, how do you deal with your parents, when? how do you deal with the way your parents treat the men in your family as opposed to how to treat women in your family? And oh. this is something that i think oh my god
0: all Wait, Latin- more.
2: yeah but <laughs> joy is gonna pour some more wine um i think as as latinas we all deal with this and we were just talking about this today about how um you know your mexican mom like as a woman like when you're hungry they'll be like i'll oh, cook yourself something and when it's your like brother they'll be like I'm heat though. ven papa, like, come eat, look at what I have for you. And it's like, I, like, know people, like, I know men whose moms, like, like, well into their adulthood, <laughs> did their laundry, cooked their food, like, did, like, made their beds, cleaned their rooms, like, did everything for
0: them, and then they're like, oh, it's like mi principito, and like. But that's not even Latino family. I mean, no, I mean, it happens yeah, in a lot of different especially- other, My ex didn't know how to do shit because then I had to do it. And then I was like, and then to a point that I was just like, no, 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 no. I'm going to teach you how to do this because there's no way you're going to live through life But the way that I deal with this
2: is, um, Joy knows this. (laughs) I'm a very confrontational person when it comes to shit like this. (laughs) I will argue with everyone in my family. Like, I have this one, Anne, who's like, I, Mija, have been like when when I, like me and my daughter visited, she was like, I, let's make your uncle his cafecito and like, let's put it together. And I'm like, I I literally am like, she doesn't need to know how to serve a man. He can make his own coffee. And then they'll be like, oh, but like, there's nothing wrong with her. Like, well, I'm like, "No, no, no, she needs to know. But yeah. if she does things like that, it's because she's being nice and not because she's supposed to. Right. And if he doesn't do it, it's because he's being dumb and doesn't know how to do it. Not and because she's a woman. Like it's, a, it's just because she's being nice. And honestly, at this point, people in my family only keep me around because they love my cute little daughter. But, like, they don't <laughs> want me so that's kind of how I deal with it I mean if you're less confrontational than me I don't I don't know what to tell you and honestly like we don't have to put up with this and like the other day I was having this conversation with my mom because my dad is like a very he's one of those people that has like a short temper and I was like telling her how that you know like I love my father but being around him gives me anxiety because like whenever he talks to me he just talks to me with that tone and I feel like Me va a regañar and like I can't even like literally just being around him makes me feel on edge. And I was telling her this and she's like, Oh, pero you know, like that's your dad, and he was even like that with me. And I'm like, Yeah, men have this thing or like they're like, This is who I am and you have to deal with it. And my and my thing is actually no one has to fucking deal with it. I don't have to deal with it. Like, I can love my dad, but I don't have to hang out with him
0: if I don't want to. So I think I'm slightly less confrontational. <laughs> Although, as I'm getting older, that's changing because I just have running out of patience. Um, and I'm only 26. So, like, God knows what's going to happen when I'm 30. <laughs> yeah, well, I am a few
2: years older than you, so maybe maybe will get that. <laughs> Yeah, it just, you know,
0: it just kind of, like, starts to deplete. Like, um, but anyways, I think... For me, I like to fuck with people just to make them think, too. So, like, my approach might be, like, hey, like, why are you doing this to my brother instead? i will be like, oh, porque es niño, y por es eso? And then just, like, kind of get people to mm-hmm. think and, like, kind of come to their own conclusions and start questioning on their own. Yeah, no, no that's just patience like, for that. I, I, yeah, it also depends. Like, how much energy do I have for this? How am I going to... What is it? Jedi mind trick, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Um, I think that's kind of my approach, um, but also just having, like, a discussion with my family. Um, also, we're all eight years apart, so there's, like, much more to that. Like, it's not just gender. Um, It's
2: also age. Yeah, yeah.
0: so, like, my sister is allowed to do a lot more than I was, and, you know, I was the goody-two-shoes little girl, but, and, let listen to everyone and did everything I was supposed to. Went to church, everything. Um, but you know, here I am. Fast forward, throwing f bombs and hoeing around. Um, so my mom's like, oh, like <laughs> "Let me but, rethink my strategy." Right. So like, my sister kind of has like she's kind of let loose a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, and she has way more permissions because I guess my mom thought like, "Oh, I." held her back so much Mm -hmm. it was like no I just kind of you know went with it and I was like I'm just gonna not (laughs) cause problems and then just do whatever the fuck I want um but my little brother definitely like me and him relate to each other a lot more because he is a very hyper kid and just like very intelligent (laughs) <laughs> um, but I think I definitely can see like my mom will do the whole serving right like mm-hmm. oh we're gonna serve him food and but he actually is um a pretty feminist boy um, that's good yeah
2: like he will just make his
0: own plate yeah like he he'll be like no it's okay and he'll he'll he's the one that questions things Mm. So, and also I kind of meant Jenna and mine tricked them a little bit, you know? So well, me and him good. will have discussion. Um, So I think that's the other thing. I'll be like, well, why do you do this? I'm yeah, like, you could teach the
2: men in your life. Right.
0: So I think that's like could be another approach. If and going. you could still brainwash them. And I know <laughs> that,
2: and I know that this question said family, but I do want to mention that this happens at work too. At my job, oh. um like we have this one person that like loves to plan things and is always planning birthday parties and stuff like that and then when it was time for me to be her party like I feel like they kind of looked at me to be the next person to do it and I was like I don't like to plan <laughs> like it's not that I like wanted to not plan like do anything for this person's birthday but it was just like you're assuming that I want to do this because I'm a girl and I am sorry yeah. but I literally fucking hate planning anything Joy knows this about me like That's- I will say, Joy. Tell me what you're doing and when, yeah. and then I'll show up if when I can. If through me. But when it comes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it comes to like planning anything, like I cannot handle it. Like I get so stressed out. Mm-hmm. And to me, the way that I deal with not stressing out is by just not doing it. And so I just <laughs> kind of made it clear that like I get that normally girls are the
0: ones that do all this planning stuff, but it's not gonna happen with me. Also, like speaking of work, I think the other thing is people think that because you're a woman like you know i am in tech spaces i've always been in like stem so i've usually been like one of the few women and like i am not very emotional like i'm like i am empathetic but you're you're not not emotional in like the hi cute
2: little
0: baby like that kind of yeah yeah um but not in that way (laughs) but you know like the like I don't know what's that word. You know the person that you always go to and people are just like, tell me everything. Like the caretaker, the mom. Oh, I yeah, yeah, it. yeah. I'm bossy. That's very different. Yeah. Um, but people will come to me giving me their problems. Like guys. And they're yeah. like, oh my God, I need help. And I'm just like, yeah the same Um, thing
2: happens to me because i actually am a mom and people will be like oh like you're like the mom and i'm like nope i have one child and you're not that (laughs) person a mom not your mom i am not your mom yeah actually so let's move on to the next questions from monica y who was a guest like two episodes ago so go listen to the episode if you haven't listened but her question is okay i'm gonna read the whole thing all right self-care why do you do to take care of yourselves mentally? What are your goals in life, like career-wise? How do you deal with having white friends that don't necessarily understand what you're going through in this era, and how do you and how to not get them offended? Grecia, that's me. In regards to your writing, what inspires you the most, like people-wise and atmospheres for writing? Which are some of your social media influencers that you look up to and learn from the most? And favorite song ever to karaoke to? Lastly. Ganesia will do Friday dance party with me, pretty please. Okay, I'm gonna start with that last <laughs> question. Monica, I don't want to do Friday dance party. I You're the only wanna, one that hasn't. I love you so much, but like, I just, I don't mm. want to.
0: I'm throwing her shade for
2: you. And, and guess, <laughs> and I don't do anything I don't want to do. So, <laughs> love you though. Yeah, she won't do it.
0: I, I told mean, her to join my Fitbit challenge. It's I'll. So hard.
2: <laughs> I don't want to. But I mean we need to like just dance in real life, but I just don't wanna do it for Okay, know? fine, fine. Anyway, <laughs> let's go back to self care. Okay, she has a lot of questions, so let's just try to like give her like quick answers to all of okay, them, okay? Okay. So what do you do for self care? I don't do things that I wanna do. That's actually that's a very big thing for me. And number two, like I like I need to be active, otherwise I go crazy. Mm-hmm. If I don't like do some sort of exercise.
0: Okay, join Me. Um, I reach out to my friends. I have several group chats that I'm in. Hi, friends. I love you all. Um, just to, like, check in. Um, two, I go to therapy weekly. So that's my biggest thing. I go, I let it all out, and I'm kind of reminded that I'm not, you know, entirely a psychopath. So. <laughs> entirely.
2: Also, I um, avoiding grotesque is a form of self-care for me. Yeah, I I, if I have left a group text that we're in, um, it's, like, I have nothing against you. I just, like, can't handle them. But anyway, next, what are your goals in life, like, career? For me, like I said, I don't really know what I want to do right now. I know I'm a writer. I want to keep writing. But, like, I like the idea of having a different job
0: than writing. And I don't know what that will be. But we'll find out. For me, um, I'm going to be an empress. of <laughs> My own empire, which I have begun creating. Um, Your own digital media empire. Yes, my digital media empire, which y'all are a part of right now. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I'm going to be like a benevolent empress, right?
2: Uh (laughs) Joy just wants to run her own taco.
0: Essentially, yeah. So, you know, I plan on being a CEO and running my own company and working from wherever the fuck I want to work from. So that is my career That is the one
2: thing I do know I want. I want to be able to work from
0: wherever I want and make my own schedule. I'm like halfway there. I just need to figure out how to make my own money. That's the next goal.
2: How do you deal with having white friends that don't necessarily understand what you're going through in this era and how do you not offend them? I don't worry about not offending these people. If they're offended by what I have to say, we don't have to be friends. And I did start avoiding certain people that I didn't feel comfortable with, and then I just started hanging out with people that I did,
0: and, um, here I am alive, so I think it worked. Yeah, I think for me, um, I made Latino friends. (laughs) Most, all, like, almost all my friends were white, um, just because of the spaces that I've been in. So it was really hard because I didn't have many friends to relate to. And I kind of set out the intention. And that was actually one of the reasons I started, like, my creative project, just to, like, connect with other people and, like, share my story. And that's mm-hmm. how I realized other people had similar stories. Mm-hmm. um, And, you know, made friends. Like, connected with you. Connected with Monica. Hey, girl. Uh, <laughs> and other people. So that was kind of cool. But also I think I did cut off a lot of my white friends because even when I tried to have, like, Discussions and mm-hmm. like in a you know like not debates. I kind of realized they didn't see me as like equals to them, or um, they just
2: didn't think that your
0: problems were valid enough. Right, was and it's like oh, it's not like a big problem. I'm like, but it affects me, or or I would get oh my god. So many times I was just like, but you're not like those people, you know, or like, you're not like those Latinas, you're like different. And I'm like, that's not a compliment, you know? And, and it's funny because I think like, once I started hearing other people that had been said that, I was like, oh my God, yes, thank you. I'm not crazy. And you think that you're going crazy. Um, but I think on the other side, the people that like were willing to have conversations and like understanding, um, are still some of my best friends. And I think that's like the other side, you know? It kind of helps me. It counts us. Figu- it just kind of helped us figure out who our real friends are. That's and true. like, don't be afraid to like.
2: You know, sometimes when you've been friends with with certain people for a very long time, you're afraid to let go of them. But like, mm-hmm. honestly, sometimes it's you know, friendships are. I think that they're like. Romantic relationships, and sometimes it can be even harder to break still up with. a
0: relationship.
2: And but I say, like, you know, sometimes, like, afterwards, you'll
0: feel better and it'll be fine. That's true. Um, and sometimes, you know, people go and they miss you and they realize the error of their ways and they come back because you know, bitches always come from back. Hey, girls, um, uh, that come <laughs> back always, but still, I think that's another thing. You know, you have to definitely realize who your true friends are, um, and you know. Just have those conversations.
2: And don't worry about offending white people. I don't. Not even at work. Yeah. I, I don't worry about, like, now I go, well, oh, okay. this sort of thing. Well, okay. You may need to worry about it at work. Yeah, you need and, to get paid. And <laughs> I am not advising you to do it. I'm personally saying that I personally, I've been at my job long enough where I understand the atmosphere, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm very good at reading the room. And there are certain white people that I don't care, and I will say whatever. But, yeah. But we don't want you to get fired, so just... That's the other thing.
0: I realized I had been toning down my Latino-ness for so long that then when people are like, oh, my God, who are you? You're always speaking out, I'm like, this was me all along. You know, I just kind of filtered it. You know, I was code switching mm-hmm. back and forth. Um, so I think, like, now, and I was even telling, like, one of my best friends who is white, um, I was just like, you know, you're, like, one of the only girls, like, in my sorority that, like, knows real me, like, sees yes. ratchet me, you know? <laughs> uh, well, so I think that's, like, another thing. You kind of just find out who your real friends are. So, yeah, girl, drop them or yes. be real. Just be you exactly
2: and the last question is really directed to me and towards my writing so what inspires me the most so I like to write about the one thing that I can't get out of my head and that once I put it on paper then it kind of helps me move on from it so that's kind of like how I approach my writing and atmosphere for writing I don't really need to be in any particular place to do it I think I need to be in a particular state of mind to do it so For me is when I am deep in a certain feeling, I feel like that's when the best comes out because I think when I try to do it at a later time and I don't feel as strongly about it, I don't even care about it as much and like the words just don't flow. So I try to just like, if I am feeling something, a lot of it, I try to just do it in that moment. And what are some people that I look up to? Um... I don't know I just like I follow a lot of different people on Instagram and like I like reading their thing but I kind of like I'm afraid of like copying what other people are doing so I try to not get inspired by other people because what happens is that I don't say like oh look at what they're doing I want to do something like this in my head I want to like duplicate it exactly Mm -hmm. and then I'm just doing what they're doing so I actually have to try to stay away with Away from what
0: other people are doing, and try to figure out what I want to do. I thought you were gonna say some like Gracia like answer that's like nobody. I don't feel
2: any. Well, it's true. I mean, it's not that people don't inspire I me. Don't I need just... other
0: people. I don't follow them.
2: <laughs> no, I follow people. Come on. It's just it's like it's not that I don't need them. It's just like I am. I think I'm trying to figure out who I am as a writer, mm-hmm. and I think obviously I have been. Inspired inspired by a lot of people as a reader but I think when I'm a, like right now I'm just trying to figure out who I am and so That's I'm trying fair. to not let other people influence me
0: because we all influence each other in yeah each other. no that I mean
2: it's a hundred percent not possible to do right but I just I'm trying <laughs> but shout out to Monica thank you for your question. we are gonna stop right here and we're gonna come back next week with the rest of your listener questions
0: If you have any questions or feedbacks or if you want to submit to your version of taking out the trash, telling us about those trash men in your lives, email us at basicbrownnerds at gmail.com. Go to patreon.com slash basicbrownnerds or you could donate directly to us at Venmo at
1: basicbrownnerds.
0: Bye. Bye! listening to basic brown nerds